Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 On Wednesday, November 1st, the IDF said it killed the head of Hamas's anti-tank missile unit inside Gaza. Mohammed Assar was responsible for all of Hamas's anti-tank missile units throughout the Gaza Strip, commanded the units in routine, and assisted their activity in emergencies, the IDF said. Israeli ground forces are closing in on densely populated Gaza City and engaging in heavy fighting with Hamas terrorists on Thursday, November 2nd. As more people are attempting to flee to Egypt to the Rafah border crossing that partially opened the day earlier. The IDF continues to advance in the Gaza City area, conducting face-to-face battles with Hamas terrorists and deepening the fighting, said Daniel Hagari, spokesperson for the IDF, in a press statement, adding that the battle is progressing as we have planned. In a fierce battle which took place early Thursday morning, November 2nd, members of the Golani Brigade, together with tank forces, succeeded in overpowering and eliminating a large group of terrorists who had emerged from a tunnel and had begun firing anti-tank weapons, explosive devices, and grenades from close to the forces. The terrorists tried to get to the half-tracks where the soldiers were deployed. The Golani force, which had lost 41 soldiers during the October 7th attacks, succeeded in fending off the attacks. During a three-hour battle, the brigade succeeded in directing artillery, tanks, and airplanes, as well as a battleship, to target the terrorists in their hiding places and eliminate them. During the battle, 20 terrorists were eliminated and 10 others fled. There were no casualties to the Golani soldiers. Baruch Hashem. At the same time, Nachal Brigade soldiers were also ambushed by Hamas terrorists. The soldiers returned fire and succeeded in, in eliminating the terrorists with the assistance of the IAF. A reserve unit as well managed to fend off a surprise ambush by Hamas anti-tank terrorists utilizing a combination of Israel's air and sea capabilities. In the early hours of Thursday, November 2nd, a continuous series of fresh explosions lit up the sky over Gaza City. These detonations occurred at approximately 3 a.m., producing a frightening array of thunderous noise and sustained reverberations, as well as intense flames across Gaza. Nearly 30,000 buildings in northern Gaza have been damaged by the three weeks of continuous Israeli airstrikes, with no sign of the IDF letting up. On Wednesday, November 1st, members of the Knesset, Israel's parliament, were invited to view a compilation of video footage showing some of the atrocities that Hamas terrorists committed on October 7th. Lawmakers were allowed to view the footage behind closed doors following a request made by Knesset Speaker Amir Ohana to the IDF spokesperson's unit. The 43-minute long video, which which was previously shown to the foreign press with strict restrictions which included them being forced to surrender any recording equipment prior to entering the room, included footage captured by body cameras worn by Hamas terrorists, security cameras, dash cams, smartphones, and social media accounts. Numerous Knesset members could not handle the showing, and many ran out just after a few minutes, shaking and sobbing. Remember what Amalek did to you, wrote Education Minister Yoav Kish following the screening, Israel needs to destroy every trace of Hamas, just like Amalek. Sega Melaku, a Knesset minister from the Likud party, fainted from the ordeal, and the Knesset doctor, who was standing by offering anxiety medication to anyone who needed, treated him before Mada arrived and transported him to the hospital. Quote, These despicable murderers do not deserve to be called enemy, 
This thing has no right to exist in the world, said Religious Zionism Party legislator Michael Waldiger. The citizens of Gaza also participated in the massacre with unimaginable cruelty, so don't talk about the uninvolved. Labor Party Minister Nama Lazimi said she managed to sit through most of the film, but when the photograph of the murdered baby appeared, the picture was so painful and difficult that I just had to leave. The image will be engraved in the depths of my soul forever, she said. Following the screening, Likud lawmaker Boaz Bismuth called on the IDF to release the video to the public so that the whole world, quote, will know what happened to us. Number two. Many billionaires are pulling back on donations to leading Ivy League colleges amid allegations of anti-Semitism and anti-Israel sentiments that have become more visible in the wake of Hamas's terror attack on Israel on October 7th. Hamas's October 7th terror attack that killed at least 1,400 Israeli civilians and soldiers and at least 35 Americans sparked a response on elite campuses in the U.S. that in some cases featured statements drawing a moral equivalence between Hamas's actions and those of Israel, or in the case of some student groups, placing the blame for the deadly attack solely on Israel. Some of the elite Ivy League colleges where the controversy was the most intense are among those with the largest endowments of all higher education institutions in the U.S., which prompted billionaire donors to push back against anti-Semitism and anti-Israel rhetoric by calling for leadership changes and threatening to withhold donations. The Wexner Foundation, named for billionaire Les Wexner, informed Harvard University, which had the largest endowment of all U.S. universities in fiscal year 2022, with a market value of $49.4 billion in funding, that it is no longer compatible partners with the prestigious university. The Wexner Foundation has worked with Harvard for over three decades and are now cutting ties. The foundation explained that it is terminating the relationship due to what is called the, quote, dismal failure of Harvard's leadership to take a clear and unequivocal stand against the barbaric murders of innocent Israeli citizens and civilians by terrorists. Apollo Global Management CEO Mark Rowan led a group of University of Pennsylvania alumni and donors in calling for the resignation of UPenn President Liz McGill. UPenn was embroiled in a controversy over anti-Semitism before Hamas's attack that stemmed from the controversial Palestine Rights Festival held on campus in late September that escalated in the wake of the attack. Now Rowan is calling for the resignation of the UPenn President as well as the leader of the school's Board of Trustees in response to the university's handling of the festival and initial response to Hamas's terror attack. UPenn's endowment ranked seventh in the nation in the year 2022 with a market value of more than $20.7 billion in funding. Now, Rowan is calling for UPenn donors to close their pocketbooks and withhold donations to the university until it changes course, a call heeded by prominent donors including former Utah Governor John Huntsman. Columbia alum and billionaire Leon Cooperman, chairman of the, uh, and CEO of Omega Advisors, who started Goldman Sachs' asset management division is also halting donations after having given $50 million to the institution over the years. In recent days, a group of Columbia faculty members released a statement blaming Israel and the U.S. for the October 7th attacks, which prompted a response letter from a separate group of faculty members who criticized that letter and expressed support for Israel. The president of Columbia Barnard and Teachers College on Wednesday announced the creation of a task force on anti-Semitism, as well as a doxing resource group for students whose identities have been publicized due to their support for pro-Palestinian groups that have criticized Israel on campus. 
Number three. The Iran allied government of Bolivia cut diplomatic ties with Israel on Tuesday, October 31st, in response to what they called Israel's disproportionate operation against the terrorist group Hamas. Fellow leftist governments of Colombia and Chile recalled their ambassadors to Tel Aviv, arguing similar reasons to those of Bolivia. Hamas welcomed the, quote, honorable positions taken by the three Latin American leftist governments against Israel, describing it as the, quote, occupying power. The Bolivian government's announcement was made by acting foreign minister Maria Nella Prada, who explained that the cutting of diplomatic ties was in, quote, repudiation and condemnation of the aggressive and disproportionate Israeli military offensive in the Gaza Strip, which threatens international peace and security. Quote, we demand the cessation of the attacks in the Gaza Strip that have caused so far thousands of civilian fatalities and the forced displacement of Palestinians, Prada said, as well as the cessation of the blockade that prevents the entry of food, water, and other essential elements for life, violating international law and international humanitarian law in the treatment of the civilian population in armed conflicts, said Prada. Bolivia did not condemn Hamas for its unprovoked and brutal October 7th terrorist attacks against Israel, targeting over 1,400 Israeli men, women, and children, including infants, the elderly, the disabled, and civilians generally. Lior Hayat, spokesman for the Israeli Ministry of Foreign Affairs, asserted on Wednesday that Bolivia's decision to cut ties with Israel is a surrender to terrorism and to the Ayatollah's regime in Iran. While not announcing a breaking of ties with Israel entirely, the leftist government of Colombia and Chile, followed, following Bolivia's footsteps, recalled their respective ambassadors to Tel Aviv on Tuesday. Bolivia, Colombia, Colombia and Chile's announcement were reportedly celebrated by Hamas on Wednesday, where they renewed their call to the Arab and Islamic countries, which have normalized their ties with what they say so-called Israel, to follow in Bolivia's footsteps and several all relations with their vicious enemy. Thanks for tuning in to the top three segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.